Um, if possible, I would love to take the moderator role. No, 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 no. Not today. No. Are you going to be able to cut off whenever it's not, like, you know, because the moderator just has to get to the point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In terms of that. I'm, like, able to give you guys rooms and things like that. And then if there's, like, a little, like, dead space, I could always fill in time with things like that. Here's the thing. Jasmine knows how to talk, but a moderator also needs to know when to stop talking. I feel like, well, if we're yeah. Bosco, how, what are you thinking about? Right now, I am kind of feeling the moderator role. Um, if that isn't stepping uh, on anybody's toes no. for the most part. Work. And Bosco, if you were to open it, I feel like it would be very strong. Because that is what's going to lead us in on a positive yes. note, or we're going to flatline fast. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I feel more comfortable in Moscow. Yeah. No offense, Jasmine. No, it's OK. No, I, I, I'd rather work collaborative as a team and make it better than just try to take it just because I was in the bottom two last week and trying to like stand out. Great. I feel like so much happens in that like minute and 12 seconds. It's so much. And I, I just love the dynamics that are happening between really these four, but especially these three in this clip. This was definitely Jasmine, Daya, and Bosco. I feel like Georges was, oh man. Yeah, <laughs> it was, was the and Peggy in Hamilton, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, I don't know. The, the, the youngest boxcar child. Um, yes, exactly. The one they, they forgot in the train. Oh, oh wait a minute. Get Georgie. Uh, that guy's going to uh, adopt Kevin? us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Georgie got sucked down a sewer drain, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all do drag down here, Georgie. Um, Daya's face live, like in the workroom, for mm -hmm. obviously like in the confessionals, certainly, but Daya's face... When Jasmine said, if possible, I would like, love to take the moderator role. It was these eye, the eyes went up and mm -hmm. eyes widened, and it was like, okay. The next little moment, because uh, then, you know, then it was like a back and forth. The next moment I just loved. So Jasmine starts kind of like defending again, talking about why she wants to be the moderator. And Daya just like quietly grabs her forearm and says, babe, yep. Bosco, what are you thinking about? <laughs> yeah. And then when Bosco gets the volleyball and knows knows exactly where this conversation needs to go, and it's like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of feeling the moderator as well. When Daya silently says, "I agree," while scratching her ear, I was mm. like, you know, it's those human gestures. It's the adjusting the overalls. It's yes. the, it's crazy, right? I love that. Of like, I agree. It's it's Deja putting on a robe. And what I love about this is it's like this has very much been. With a couple little exceptions in Untucked, uh, a, a RuPaul's Best Friend race kind of season. I mean, in Untucked, when Nicole Byer oh, tries to ask, so who went home that you hate? None of them can answer it, you know? And so I kind of love that, like, we're not playing... What when When, you know... When the pedal's to the metal, when things get important, we're not going to play this game. We're not going to give Jasmine her moment to shine. We know she's not going to shine. The wattage is not bright enough. And I appreciate mm. that Daya, who might be getting a little bit of shit for being a squeaky wheel about things, I appreciate that she steered things in the right direction. I, I agree. Yes. Like, granted, this group didn't do well oh this is not a reflection <laughs> of the final performance the other group was so stellar it's, yeah 
it, yeah. it's just they should go on tour. It's incredible. Right. Right. But I mean, Bosco was awesome. And but there is something to be said about a moderator shouldn't be the only awesome one. But that's a whole other topic that we'll save for later. Um, I I just love this two older sisters kind of in cahoots over the younger sister's head in this moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is where I'm really, I think, understanding that th- these are the days before Jasmine became the older sister with a swim mm. scholarship in college. She, as we've talked about, she may be older sister, but to other people, she's a younger sister. And I think in this situation, like Bosco is the much older sister who like has like is a senior in college, if not older. Oh, I know. Yeah, no. Yeah. She was like the firstborn of the marriage. Yeah. And then like 13 years later, Jasmine was born. Jazzy Jazz was born, yeah. you know, and then like. I don't know. Maybe Daya's the stepsister from the second I was going to say, Daya's like a stepsister. Yeah. Absolutely. So that she's yeah. still somehow older than Jasmine, but came later in the narrative. You know what I mean? And yeah, and connects with Bosco because like they talk about boys, they talk about makeup, yep. they talk about, like, you know, uh, college stuff, they, you know, smoking cigarettes, uh, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> the relief, Daya's relief to finally have, like she doesn't want to say it in front of Jasmine, but finally this is like the sisterhood that she wanted, you know, and like mm. maybe in their 20s or 30s, Daya and Jasmine will finally find common ground. But oh, of course they will. Of course they will. Daya loves Jasmine. Ultimately, yeah. Ultimately, yes. Ultimately, I will say, uh, you know, with this dynamic, it was. It's been set up, basically, the last like three episodes, two episodes. Um, but I thought it was an interesting kind of tell. Uh, Daya just comes out swinging, and she says, "You know, Jasmine is an energy vampire." Mm. She says this, you know, after all the teams are picked and Daya's kind of mad that she's on Jasmine's team. And, you know, as much as it's kind of like that was way harsh, Ty, I I can't help but kind of feel like, damn, imagine if you if you were put on a team with Jasmine. I, you know what this is. I can see how this is true. Whatever mm-hmm. her emotions are, rule the room. She just takes up that space and energy from everything and makes it about her. It's happened uh, multiple times throughout this season. And you can love Jasmine, but also recognize that she is kind of just pulling focus all the time. I hate to make this comparison because I don't think it's fair to Jazzy Jazz, but like she's pulling an Eve 6000 sometimes. Oh, where it's Mary. Not, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, is it all about you right now? Okay, I forgot. <laughs> uh, and even if it's I not all about you, somehow it's all about you. Yeah. What's interesting, though, and I do want to just give Jasmine some credit here because you we hear this kind of later when I think they're in the workroom uh, talking. Uh, right, bef- It's like right before... Uh, Lady Attenborough comes on to the screen. Mm, yes, um, yeah. But uh, you got to give it to Jasmine Biela. She is self-aware enough. It could be a Laganja Estranja situation where she's like completely unaware of what she's doing. Oh, I mean, yes, yes, certainly. Uh, to, to toss a rose ja- towards Jasmine, she admits even in the clip of the week, she's like, I'm just trying to stand out because I was in the bottom yeah. last week. So, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, totally. Um, uh, that's why I say the Eve 6000 thing is a little unfair. But there's just a similar thing that happens. Um, I do have to say, just a credit to stepsister Daya, when after Jasmine says that, she goes, great. And she's like, we're done here. It's very just like, great. Glad you got there. We've been here. Me and Bosco have been here smoking on the great. garage roof. Yeah. Yes. yes. Great. Yeah. Great. No, and, and we were just waiting for you so that it wouldn't be a fight. You know, because exactly. part of but what's interesting about 
handling a group dynamic uh, with somebody like Jasmine, perhaps, is that, yeah, you have to kind of keep the energy down. You have to make it smooth. And it's very obvious that Daya could just snap and be like, no, what are you mm-hmm. talking about? Mm-hmm. You can't do this. But instead, she has to like, you know, pull that group dynamic thing. Yeah, she's got to she's eventually going to be a girls volleyball coach and she needs to be prepared. You know what I'm saying? Like oh maybe softball. I don't know, but she's going to coach girls sports at some point. Okay. Just want to um, let you know. It's the hat. I do I do love the gif that might come out of Daya. No, 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 no. Not today. Yeah. Yeah, with not the, today, and the, then you edit in the, Satan. The, the, yeah, yeah, Satan. But with the Jurassic Park ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, finger, you know what I mean? Do you know that reference from Jurassic Park? Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh, you didn't say the magic word. Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh. He's doing that with the finger. It's like the windshield wiper finger. Uh huh. Yeah yeah yeah. Now is the ah uh, ah uh, the like when they're trying to put a passcode into something? Yes. And it's like a computer saying ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. You didn't put in that in my because I haven't seen yes. Jurassic Park in That's years. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. All yeah. I've seen is like the clip of Laura Dern running out of the power station, closing the gate and crying. That's what oh I watch. God. It's over amazing. Over. It's amazing. It's uh. amazing. She is impeccable in that movie. Uh. She's impeccable. In Run! That movie. <laughs> 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 oh, she's a queen. When she cries against the fence, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. It's just that detail oh, of like, of God, course she, of course Ellie would cry against the fence for a minute. She just got chased by a raptor. Yeah, <laughs> you ring out the rag in a 1993 action movie with dinosaurs. Like, yeah, I don't. Feel, I feel like that doesn't happen the way it should anymore. Right, like you didn't have to do that. You know, Dallas Price Howard's. She's she's great. But she doesn't. She doesn't give us that emotional energy that Laura Dern does. No, uh, you know, I'll I'll save it for nuance because it's a total tangent. But there is this movie from like 1996, 1997 called The Peacemaker with George Clooney and Nicole Kidman. Of course. I don't know if it's a great movie. It might be good, but all I know is at the end. Well, now I'm not saving it for nuance, but it's very quick, so it's not worth saving it. But at the very end, they like detonate a bomb and they jump out of the building just before it explodes. And it's one of those moments at the end of a 90s movie. But then, you know, they kind of find each other in the rubble and all the police and the fire trucks are showing up. And she's like very emotional and like starts you know, kind of like shock crying. And it always stood out to me as like, you know, that never happens. Nobody's ever like shaken by these moments. You always have mm. these movies where people are making out while the flames are roaring behind right. them. So right. I hear you, you know, like props Nicole. She was good in the pace, the pacemaker, the peacemaker, whatever it was, you know. Pacemaker is when, you know, they're 85. That's yeah, yeah that's the sequel. Yeah. Where it's just about, you know, uh, keeping your blood pressure down. Something's got to give and it gave. Yeah. And it gave. Yeah. Yeah. When is Nicole Kidman going to move into that stage of her career where she's getting the Diane Keaton roles, you know? I mean, over her dead body is all I have to say. I probably <laughs> over my dead body, frankly. Mary, let's talk about this drag panel episode and jump right in. Yeah. You know, I, I did not notice this until think one of our Marys had sent in for the BSA for their BSA of the week, but I saw it my second viewing the bobby pin that was hanging out of Jasmine's mm. hair as she was talking about sending Carrie home. I just mm. love that detail. I love that. That's such a great like picture to put on a tote bag. It so sums up like it's Jasmine like holding her hair up and then there's a yes. bobby pin like hanging and she's looking a little disheveled and it's like Jasmine, you know? 
the the holding the hair up you know i i i grew up with sisters and so i always think of when they went into the pool and they didn't want to get their hair wet mm. and they they held up their hair like that but obviously jasmine it was just like this drag version this right. gigantic wad of hair oh, which she told us no one can tell is a wig i was like honey it just keeps reminding <laughs> us it's a wig yeah <laughs> Breaking news, it's been a wig. <laughs> oh, it's been a wig. Um, I, I, I also wanted to name um, a little nuance of Daya. Uh, I don't know if you're, you have an ex- experience with this word, but she said, I hope no one takes offense if I've come off a little bitchy or whatever the past couple of weeks. I didn't want to write it down because I felt mean, but... Yes, this is like the second time where it's just been it's been like I think when she she confronted Jasmine she said, you know, uh, you're read for me instead of your read for me. I just <laughs> It's funny you bring this up actually. It's it's actually this is a bit of an act to one gun because that kind of misspeaking happens so much this challenge and I couldn't not hear it. And mm. so this feels like a little, you know, wink wink, but I absolutely noticed this moment of come for you. It's it's not that I mind even I don't mind I don't I I know exactly what she's saying and and it's just uh, when when somebody when she said come off I thought I, there is this guy that I used to hook up with that referred to coming in the past tense as cummed instead of came oh god so it was like oh i cummed all over my leg you know like to use yeah. it in a sentence right and so when she said cummed off i that's just what i thought of so yeah. I, I heard it it pinged for me and maybe you know what maybe she knows this guy maybe that's where she got it from maybe oh, you and Daya have a connection i don't think so where is um, he now is he perhaps in missouri no he's in new jersey <laughs> Now maybe he travels for work. Uh, he doesn't. You know, <laughs> he doesn't. You know, I think another Mary pointed out the way George just takes off her tights in this. Oh like, my god! No, it was, she was taking off her shoes. It was uh, one of our Marys said it was uh, paint me like one of your French girls pose. Yeah, uh, yeah. God. There's definitely a yoga pose that's very similar. Uh, Mary, the high drag of taking off your shoes but doing it lying down. Like, I just love that. Oh, I just uh, love the faggotry of that. That is so everything. It's so Tyra Banks. It's so top model challenge. It's like, so your challenge this week is like, take your shoes off, but make it fashion. But make it drag, yeah. No, yeah. this was, oh, God. Yeah, put that on a tote bag, Mary. Yeah, yeah. And then we get, I think, the second time ever, the photobombing mini challenge. I think season 10 was the last time we did this. Yes, absolutely. Um, she, let's see, when did RuPaul do this? This was... Because I remember... Uh, season t- Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. Season Aquarius 10. Aquarius scooping uh, up Cam- poop. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cameron Michaels, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like there might have been one in another like franchise uh, i know like in the uk or in down under probably mary's keep us honest you know uh weigh in have your voices be heard what are the photo bombing challenges we're missing i gotta say you know i've i've week to week i've been saying who bosco looks like in the workroom and this week first i wrote down like sue ellen and don't tell mom the babies are just yes. dead wearing her brother's clothing yes but but mary here's another amalgamation it's share meets tie and clueless at first i thought you meant share and i was like what are you talking about oh no no, no. Alicia yes Silverstone. yes it's as if alicia silverstone was cast as tie yes 
Yes. Yeah. And styled his tie. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see that. Brittany Murphy as Cher. Oh, my God. Yeah, Brittany Murphy could be Cher or could have been Cher. Yeah. Absolutely. Ugh. Um, Ugh. Ugh. Why are uh, we I'll, thinking about that now? Oh, it's so just sad. Your, yeah, come on now. You know, let, thinking about something nice, I there's a there's a couple moments in this episode where I'm like, you know, what is the demographic for this audience? Because I just appreciate that Willow is bringing a Mary Lou Retton reference to the, I know. To the race. Like, I know. I know. You know. I know. Ed Asner, you're coming up later in the episode. I mean, it. who's watching this? But uh, yeah, props to Willow for keeping the name Mary Lou Retton in our mouths. Yeah. I mean, I could have uh, uh, Carrie Strug, Mary Lou Retton, oh. Kathy Rigby. I was just, I'm just like waiting for all of these women to come through. I love a Carrie Strug reference. I think it's, I, I think there's something about the word, I think the way Strug kind of ends yeah, like Carrie abruptly, Strug, yeah. it's just such a funny way, like it's such a great punchline. Carrie Strug well, over there, you know? <laughs> Carrie Strug. <laughs> <laughs> She's over there like Carrie Strug trying to open up the pickles. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to Kathy Rigby this challenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And fly in through a window. You know what I mean? Rigby Morris. Yeah. <laughs> Rigby Morris. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I, I just love, I love when these references come through. Um, because you know what, Mary? I love that they come through and they're kept in because the audience isn't just young kids anymore. No, no. And and I just, I think it's, uh, I like that the show is not trying to do that. It's not like, oh, you're over here looking like, Selena Gomez, you know what I mean? Like I, I would, I'd oh shut God, off the television. Okay, I don't know, just <laughs> something that is is not of my of my time. Sure, sure. Zendaya, you know that that's uh, a little younger. I don't yeah, know. though now I don't know. Now. Is it Disney Zendaya or is it Euphoria Zendaya? You know. Okay, so my friend told me it is Zendaya, and now I'm like, oh. is it Zendaya? Is it is Zendaya? This like the whole Rihanna Rihanna thing. Is it Lindsay Lohan or Lindsay Lohan? I don't know. I yeah. Oh right! Didn't she say that we've been saying her name wrong as well? It's like yes, Lindsay. Yeah. You... Um, right. you know, I, there's the, the Mary Lou Retton kind of reference here in this mini challenge. But I have to say, I, I know Willow won this challenge, but you know who won this challenge was Deja Sky, Principal Sky in the Goodwill I costume mean, contest. That look, that look is such memorable bad drag. It is memeable drag, uh-huh. and. I was getting all real monsters. Drunk. I was just going to say the little guy with his eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I just I love like I I tr- okay, I think it I think it's important. I usually I try to say BSA of the week, best supporting actress of the week to the end, but I just I think it con- contextualizes the whole episode. Deja Sky is my BSA of the week again this week. And Good. I'm going to I'm going to take it one step further. I think Deja Sky is my pizza queen this season i i know i know and pizza queen is very subjective and i'm just saying i have been you don't choose pizza queen pizza queen chooses you you know okay and i I, I think that prince i think it's it's specifically principal sky i think is what i'm loving it's like yeah oh principal sky just just that that world that we put her in I th- just works so well, makes her so charming. Yeah. We kind of see her more. We understand her more. Absolutely. And so I think that's what I'm really responding to is Principal Sky is my pizza queen. I love put that. that. On a you, know, bag, I, you know, I saw, I watched this episode with, with some gay guys that were significantly younger than me. And by significantly, I don't mean like 
you know, they weren't like 22. They were but, eight. <laughs> <laughs> but they were, they were like, you know, early 30s, late 20s. And I, like, they, you know, before the episode started, like, oh, who are you rooting for? I'm just like, oh, I just love Deja Sky. And they were all like record scratch. They were like, what? And I think Deja just doesn't ping for people. Like, they were all like, oh, we love Jasmine Kennedy. We love Georges. I'm like... Okay. <laughs> right, Helen Hunt. Yeah, we need to get that on the soundboard. Is Helen Hunt and as good as it gets saying, okay. Uh, yes. But we also need to get Shirley Knight saying, I want to go out. Uh, yes. So we need to have both, both of those. But yeah, I think you're right. I don't know if, I, I think, a, to be honest, I think that personally, maybe for both of us, I think the principal sky lens is probably, it's like a filter on Instagram. It, that's what's mm-hmm. really making the photo for me. But yeah. it it wouldn't work if Deja underneath wasn't charming and wasn't a likable energy in the room and didn't win this runway hands down. No one else should have been considered this week. I I just think that that's yeah. I think that otherwise she's people don't have something to kind of like cling on to about her. I guess it's interesting because I just feel like people are counting her out for whatever reason or forgetting her, and that's only because these other queens are edited in the foreground. So. You know, do I think Deja Sky is going to win? No, but I, I really love that she's still in the top eight and is probably going to win, not win, but uh, do well in Snatch Game. I don't know who's going to win Snatch Game. I don't know. I mean, all I know is that Angie's playing Tammy Brown. Mary, Mary. I know. So I don't even care. I, I, like, BSA of the Week has already been decided. Um, I'll see you in the magazine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, put a little butter on it. Uh, so... You know, taking, you know, I'm so excited for Snatch Game next week, but keeping us to this week, I do yes. want to bring up because, you know, RuPaul says in more ways than one, DragCon is back. And oh God. this could probably be a nuanced conversation, but I'm just going to yeah. put the headline here just and then we'll move on. But to me, DragCon feels a little bit like one of those rosy cruises for gay families. A little bit. Mary, Mary, I, th- I, th- I think we can talk about this a little bit now. And if there's more to say, in nuance we can because I don't know when she said uh, sickening shopping I just I, I was like what <laughs> I know and, I was, and and yes and to be clear like because I agree it's not because it's family friendly that I'm saying no. this it's it's this like well yeah it's queer and inclusive and fun and yet it's just like when I saw the little kind of like promo for DragCon that they showed while RuPaul was talking about the sickening shopping, I felt like I was watching a promo for the Rosie Gay Cruise. Rosie yeah. O'Donnell for anyone who's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if she's know, still I gotta those, say, whatever. I, <laughs> I hope nobody's doing a cruise right now. I hope no one's on a Rosie cruise right now using their <laughs> Rosie Wi-Fi to listen to this episode. Uh, DragCon, I don't know. DragCon isn't for us. It's not really for indoor kids. It's about Meeting the queens mostly and probably like, I don't know, maybe there's meetups and parties that happen after. And it's also, I guess, about the panels. But when we went, like it, there was like a line around out the door to get into the panels. It was a nightmare. (laughs) It was a nightmare. And Mary, there's there's these main stage performances that happen. And honestly, those feel like really daunting and scary to me. It's a drag show in broad daylight with children around. It's and I'm nuts. like, I don't want to be there. Yeah, it's all <laughs> nuts. It, it's like when you eat on the subway. This this should not be in this atmosphere. This is weird. I yeah. I just yes. Dra- and I think that's part of it. Is that DragCon? I 
the concept of it is like, well, that's fun. And then you get there and it's like, there's way too many people. All of the interesting panels have people waiting in line for hours. Yeah. You know, uh, Lipsinko won't even look at you for, for $25. Correct. You know? Correct. And, and, and if, and if we got a booth, you know, you, you, you pay to play. So you pay the, and then you have to sit there yeah. for hours. Right. And for if you're hours. hungry, you can get yourself a pretzel or one of those terrible pizzas at the food court downstairs. Yeah. For, for, $15. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Statler and Waldorf over here. So I'm not going. But it, it's just it, <laughs> I, when when RuPaul said, like, drag cons back, I kind of felt like, ah, great. I know that drag con in the UK was a nightmare. I know that in New York, it took a while for them to figure it out. And apparently on the West Coast, it's much better. I'll, I won't say it, um, but it's arm. much better. Yeah. <laughs> it's much better um, because there was way more space. Yeah. So uh -huh. more people could like go to see the panels and it wasn't this weird thing. Um, but, you know, I'm just kind of I don't know. I wish that there was more panels going on. It seemed like it was just this rat race to get from panel to panel. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it was it, exactly. And maybe that's a part of it is like there's just it's just too much. So anyway, uh, I have other thoughts on cruises. I, I, I want I've never been on a gay cruise. I'm very, very I never want to go on one, but I'm very fascinated by them. So maybe we'll save that. It's really just kind of a any Mary's been on a gay cruise. Tell me what it's like. But maybe we'll save that for nuance, uh, even yeah, though I just said do that it. nuance. So, um, we get these four teams and this is when Principal Sky chimes in of course principal guy notices she's like i have to say i have observed daya's face she doesn't seem the most excited with the people on her team and then a little walkie talkie goes off <laughs> yeah um i'll be right there uh copy <laughs> yeah i i mean my first thought is that you know kind of on the topic of daya but i think also daya and bosco is that like Within these teams, I think of the moderator as kind of the lead singer in the Dragula Rock challenges. Like, really, looking back, this is really, a, first and foremost, a challenge for whoever is in the moderator role. And, yes. like, secondarily for who's kind of... So, so to, to your point about Daya, it's like, well, so long as Bosco's the moderator, Daya can relax a little, you know? For sure. You know, what's interesting, if I'm, if I'm going to turn the tables on Daya a little bit, you know, you have this kid who's on the in the group and is upset. Jasmine's not upset. Georges isn't upset. But then you have this negative cloud of Daya of like, oh, I didn't get the team that I wanted. That's also an energy you don't want on your team. That's somebody that's not going to just go with it, you know? It's ironic, yeah, that she's calling Jasmine an energy vampire. And like, this is the week where like Jasmine is trying to go along to get along as much as possible. So there is that irony that like the week in which Jasmine is trying her hardest to not talk over people and to not be an energy vampire is when like she's having that really held against her. And meanwhile, Daya is kind of, if not being the vampire, is certainly being the dominant energy that she's accusing Jasmine of, you know? She was really... She was controlling the energy uh, in, in many ways when this group was working together um, until Bosco kind of like stepped up, you know? Yeah. But, you know, and what's interesting about this, and I think maybe I didn't read through the thread, but someone posted something, I think, on Reddit of like, Daya is the villain of the season that we need or that we deserve and we haven't had in a while or one of those kind of statements, you know, Pink mm -hmm. News declares Daya yeah, is the villain right. of the season, you know, <laughs> Gay Times just picked it up. And Nicole Byer to be a permanent judge. Yeah, per yeah. Oh, yeah, Nicole Byer. Yeah, uh, boy, <laughs> did the fans call for that. 
Um, you know, actually, they didn't. Uh, I feel like... Do I think Daya is the villain? No. But do I think that she is taking the um, sort of dubious role of needing to kind of be the bad news bear about things? Yeah. And mm. I think if Daya was wrong, it'd be a different story. Yes. You know? Yes. If it felt like self-righteous, if it felt like there was kind of this aggression in there, I don't know. That's like, I don't know, kind of bad mm -hmm. juge. Um, I, but I don't know. The clip from next week, I was living oh. for what she says to Georges and Jasmine. Yeah, because we'll yeah, maybe she's still not wrong. Uh, you know, speaking <laughs> of being salty, I think we have to acknowledge Bosco to add to the Hall of Fame of human moments of Bosco saying that she's an extremely salty barista while pushing back those curls. I mean, that mm. gesture, that, that gesture of tucking your hair behind your ear. I mean, we've all done it. Even if you don't have hair, you tuck hair behind your ear. It is the most satisfying gesture. I love doing that. I love doing, I love that gesture. I also love the, if I'm bragging about something, but I want to make it a joke, you know, I'll flip my hair mm -hmm. back. Yep. Oh. You know, it's like, oh, I'm, oh, this, you know, this summer I'm, I'm actually going to East Hampton flip. <laughs> Wasn't there, there was that meme of, I think it was that actress, Emma Roberts, and it was like her kind of like laughing and like kind of oh my God, coyly yes. reacting in like a 14 second video. And it was like, yes. it was so many different memes, but I feel like it's a version of that, you know? Oh God. It's when, uh, the best one, the best headline that's, or caption that somebody gave that video was before a girl asks me for Molly. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's just butter in the bread. <laughs> so good. Oh, uh, wait, where's the Bosco? <laughs> so good. Uh, here it is. <laughs> so good. I keep forgetting we have this soundboard. We've gone, you know, uh, 30 minutes without even a, a, a single. And <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Bosco being a salty barista, have you ever... Would you ever work at a coffee shop, Mary? Nah. Oh, no. Yes, I did. I mean, because I do have extensive customer service experience. But within that, I did for the uh, worst part of a week. I worked at a little cafe when I lived in Australia, and it was terrible. Oh and the oh woman God, I worked for— I can't for, even imagine. I can't even imagine you lasting a week. Doing I, well, I mean, I worked at Wegmans. I worked in prepared foods. I can— you know, I can make a Caesar salad at a, in a lunch rush. You know, I can I can bag a grocery. I can make a little small talk. But this bitch that I worked for was such a fucking Haridan. And first, she's like, I was like, listen, I've never made coffee before. Like, I'm just give. I'm you hired me, girl. And, uh, and so then she like tested me to see if I could do it. And then obviously, I didn't do it well. So she's like, okay, well then we won't be doing that. So there were like other things to do, and they had food and whatnot. And she was just like such a fucking bitch the whole time. And Finally, I think I'm like the third day I was there. I just quit. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, I don't. Oh, goodbye. You can uh, fuck this. And I just left. And I never worked in a cafe coffee situation ever again. Wow. Uh, I I mean, what's interesting about the the term salty barista is it's very specific because people are very specific about their coffee orders, and it's really annoying. It's really mm -hmm. fucking annoying. Um, when I worked in Chicago at HB. Home Bistro, uh, we were, we we had a whole coffee machine and an espresso maker in the back and whatever. Um, and so as servers, we had to be a barista also. And Mary, 
people are the worst, especially in the morning. You know, if they come in for brunch and mm-hmm. it's, you know, 9 a.m., 10 a.m. And I'm like, this isn't brunch. This is breakfast, you idiot. Get coffee before you come to brunch. Anyway, yeah. they're, they're just, they're, uh, I don't know. They're, it, I love when she said there's an art form to being a salty barista because you have to also still be the kind server. It, it any, Anyone in customer service who has to like, you know, whether you're the, the barista or a waiter who has to come back to the table multiple times or whatever, there is such a balance that I feel like you can get away with it more with as a barista because there is a limited interaction that you can't mm. get away with as a waiter. So there's a bit of, you know, check your privilege, Bosco. No, but it's, uh, I will say, and, and maybe this will say for nuance, I make an amazing, I have a coffee recipe, a coffee that I make, girl. I don't want anyone else to make me coffee is what I, is why I'm bringing this up. Oh, I see. I see. Well, Bosco does live in Seattle, which is a coffee capital. So yeah. maybe she makes a good a good cup, Mary. But there's just know. like the all the things I do to it. I, there's a whole process, girl. Like it's there's like four steps. Wow, sounds extra. Yeah, it is. But anyway, if you want to hear about that, you should become a Matreon and join us on patreon.com slash allrightmary so you can hear nuance and you can hear my incredible coffee recipe. I know that's why you would subscribe. Mary, these Rusies, I, I one thing I wrote down and I noted, RuPaul has a supercut coming. We could make one of her saying, ooh, do you hear it? Hmm. Uh, oh, is it like, is, cause there's an example from this you can name? Cause maybe I can pick. There's many. So, okay. so she, she says, you know, she's like, is it, is it raining men's up in here? And then Bosco like takes off her robe, like right. all sexy. And she goes, ew. And there's other moments when like somebody will come out on the runway and RuPaul will go, Ooh, yeah. And she does it uh-huh. again this episode too. She goes, ooh, and I, I'm waiting for it. It's, it, I think it's only been this season that I can like really recall. But there's Mary's. If you also hear it, let me know because I just love it. I, it's this, it's this drag version of saying, ooh, ooh. Do you think that she is because she's known to emulate? Do you think that she's like yes. cribbing this from someone? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. There's a. Ooh, there's it's it's almost like 60s pinup girl like I don't know I feel like it's like a Doris Day like ooh I don't know there's like a Marilyn Monroe to it I feel like there's like a it it seems like there might be a bit of like Doris Day with like maybe like a tablespoon of Jennifer Coolidge in there somewhere Uh uh-huh yes Mary ooh yes there is such a Jenny Coolidge absolutely Yeah. yeah absolutely you know, I, 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 maybe this could be a supercut of, of how many times RuPaul is just not impressed with Deja Sky, but I feel like when she has Deja tell this heartbreaking story about her family breaking up and looking for a father figure, and Ru says, wow. So how many have you been to DragCon? I mean, right. it's not even an edit. Literally, she says, wow, and you see in the same cut. So how many have you been to DragCon? Angie, Angie Area, have you, like... I that to me was almost as weird as Jasmine coming out as trans and then the PA going five minutes, ladies. Yeah, right. Can I have a second, please? You know, like I that was just so strange to me. Like, well, the the amount of time that RuPaul spends licking George's asshole. She can't give anything to Deja, you know? You know, I I've come to a conclusion this episode and I don't know if. 
I'm kind of on the fence. So Mary's bear with me. I'm going to say a lot here. I'm going to say two different opinions, but I don't think RuPaul can be a judge, own the show and do these walkthroughs. I agree. I know it. I know that it's exciting for the Queens and they're all going to take her advice seriously because it's her show. So in that in that sense, like RuPaul does need to go in there and be like, no, bitch, don't do that character or no, bitch. Why are you going to make the dress that way? Or you need to live in your truth, you know, and kind of produce that way. But I don't think it's it works. It's it's it, it's such a weird energy to bring in. It's like you're at my you're the judge. You're the boss right now. I mean, a perfect example of that is I think when she says to Camden about like, you know, you that, that whole thing she's stuck on of like that thing we saw in that lip sync, you know, you bring that to everything else you do. And then she says, and then you'll start winning some more fucking challenges. And it's like, but Rue, that's up to you. And yeah. so it's weird for her to like comment as if she is Tim Gunn when right. she is Michael Kors, you know, when she is Not- Nina Garcia. And not to mention, I think that this whole storyline of Camden being tentative is a reach, Mary. I think that's an interesting point because, like, I think that we've had plenty of quieter energy queens, you know, who have been allowed to be. Like, I think that's all it is. I think maybe all it is is that Camden just has a gentler speaking voice. But this Mm. feels to me like, Carrie, we can't see who you are beyond being, like, beautiful. It's like, well, we all can. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I kind of feel like I think Camden is very charming and very funny and has a very kind of, like, open energy, and she seems very connected to the other girls and with Angie. So, like, I'm not seeing the tentativeness. I'm not seeing her holding back, you know? Oh, she is so silly with Angeria. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I think it's a reach. That's all I want to say. Yeah. I, it's a weird, it's almost as if RuPaul's just like playing head games with her just so she'll push herself harder than she already sure. is, you know? Sure. Yeah. But I have to say, like, roses to Camden for making the Homer Simpson disappearing into the bushes gif <laughs> reference. My favorite thing about that gif is at the end, there's just Homer's nose sticking out before it slips into the bush. I think it's so funny. <laughs> Very clever, very yeah. clever. Oh, it's very funny. Uh, he shares funny. mom over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I uh, that we get more Daya and Jasmine, which is interesting because they're like fighting in front of mom in a way. Right, right. Um, and was this uncomfortable for you too, Mary? I, I, yes, I felt like the the it's like when somebody takes the joke a little too far or something, where it was just it, I don't know. I you I know think what it was, Daya Mary. Maybe, was it the smashing Jasmine's head against the ground? Was that the part that maybe took it too far? Yeah, it was like when Valerie Cherish is trying to do improv on set with Seth Rogen and goes, it's been a long day. Why don't you just rape me? And they're like, cut. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, sorry. Yeah, it just it felt like a little it went from charming to like, oh, you, you really you, oh, got some, you got some real salt on there, don't you? Ooh, yeah, it was it was a lot. But, you know, what I also love is that it felt like everybody, maybe besides George's, I think George's is a little overwhelmed when RuPaul is in front of her. But uh, RuPaul, Bosco and Daya, I think, are all on the same page about Jasmine. And so RuPaul trying to teach Jasmine about sharing, it was Oh, God, it was very the kindergarten teacher. Like, how are you going to take a piece of the pie and leave some for the rest of the kids? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and then when Jasmine has that whole explanation and RuPaul, and she says, does that make sense? And RuPaul says, it does make sense. And then just moves (laughs) on. 
It's just like, nope, doesn't make sense. Don't get it. Oh, God. her She's making Jasmine kind of like the butt of the joke. Her immaturity, her talkativeness, just mm-hmm. the butt of a joke. Yeah. Uh, which says a lot. It's like Jasmine is not winning this season. And no. she's being held on for television because she's gorgeous, you know. She's um, the pinata. Yeah. In a she's way. the pinata. She's pretty and she's fun and it's fun to hit her. <laughs> and she's full right, of candy. That's taking the joke too far. <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think this is just to kind of give Ed Asner his moment. This is where RuPaul uh, makes a Lou Grant reference. Oh, and uh, for anyone who's like, oh, who's she? Uh, Lou Grant is Mary Tyler Moore's boss on the Mary Tyler Moore show. And then he had his own spinoff, Lou Grant. And he is played by uh, Ed Asner, who has a sort of when he was younger has like a hot Bob Hoskins quality Mary I got him as a kid confused with Bob Hoskins and Lee J Cobb all the time mm. and I, I do you know who those you know I Bob do Hoskins yes I, yeah of, well, I know who Lee J Cobb is yeah mm-hmm. okay um Lou Grant I used to watch Mary Tyler Moore all the time and Lou Grant is I he's formative in why I have uh, a type or one of my types is a Lou Grant yeah, like he, I'm, he, I'm, I get hot when I think about Lou Grant. He's hot. He is yeah. Lou Grant. He, I just, yeah, it's the same thing as about Bob Hoskins. It's the same feelings I get. Mm. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh Oof. man, if like Bob Hoskins and a younger Ed Asner wanted to like, if they saw me at a bar and they they were interested in me and wanted to know if I wanted to come home with them, I would absolutely say yes. <laughs> Where they, would you meet him? Um, good question. I think maybe I would probably meet them at, it probably would have been the Ninth Avenue Saloon back in the day, but you know what? I I could, you know, no, you know where I'd meet them? Probably Fort Lauderdale. Let's be honest. (laughs) Oh, okay. Like if I be, they're probably staying at one of those clothing optional resorts. You know what I'm saying? Those, yes, absolutely. That type is there. They're very free. They're very into their bodies. They're uh-huh. they're not self conscious. There's no. a porn star. For, this is such a nuanced conversation, but I don't care. This is our yeah. show. Yeah. There's a porn star that um, I just love. That I feel like is the porn version of Lou Grant. Jesus, my Google is... fingers are losing their mind. <laughs> what is his fucking name? His name is Dale Savage. Okay, D A L E. I say, Mary's, you can fast forward. I am not interested in anything else other than this at the moment. (laughs) Uh, Okay, here is the Dale Savage. Okay, I'm going to his Twitter. Folks, this is really important. Okay. Oh, he's in Colorado. Oh, look at him. Mm. Oh, no. Okay, well, we need to wrap this fucking episode (laughs) up, girl. Nuance is not happening this week. Oh, he's a he's a wonderful actor. Something just came up. <laughs> uh, he does a lot of different types of porn too. He doesn't just do gay porn. He does bi porn. He does pan porn. Um, and I I just yeah I I really enjoy him on my little screen. <laughs> yeah yeah well you you know you should put him on your big screen you know. <laughs> I really enjoy him right in this little garage. <laughs> anyway, he's he's my Mr. Grant. <laughs> yeah, I well, I think that's great. I think it's good to find like variations. I, I do feel like, yeah, if I, if I see a picture of a guy who's like a variation of a Lou Grant or a Bob Hoskins, I'm like, good enough. Mm-hmm. That'll yeah. do. Oh, absolutely. You That'll know? do, pig. Yeah. Pig. Uh, exactly. RuPaul uh, points the attention to Georges. Um, you know, 
it Georges came off very charming um, when RuPaul was talking to her, and I don't, and I think RuPaul was able to disarm Georges a little bit, and Georges wasn't nervous. What I find interesting about Georges is I feel like she's only good when, when she's talking to an adult. She gets stage fright when she kind of has to talk in a challenge or something when mm. she knows that it counts for something. I just, I don't know. I, I don't think that he or she feels her cunt when it's just him in his ears. So when there's like another kind of energy for her to emulate, that's when that star power turns on. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, to quote George sometimes when I get in front of a mic, I get hella flustered. I get hella nervous. I find that so Love charming. Her. That yeah, like inflection of she said it earlier in the season with like just regular degular. I love what she does <laughs> this up and down kind of inflection that is. I, it's and the reason I bring that up is because I can see what RuPaul is talking about. Like she definitely gets flustered, she definitely stumbles over her words. But when she is in the Talking Heads, for example, there's a real easy charm there, and there is kind of a funny like engaging quality to her that you're like, yeah, I like Georges. I could listen to you talk about things. That yeah, then you get to the challenge, and you can just see, you can just see the word salad in her head. You know. She could look as fierce as she does on the runway and be this charming little goose who stumbles over words. We saw it with Aquaria. It totally works. It's yeah. it's charming. What I you know what I took away from this, besides RuPaul's little claps when George just talks about walking around on her tiptoes. Yes, <laughs> I love the proud little claps. Yes. Um, you know, not all drag queens are spokespersons. Not all of them are aware. Uh, and understand their upbringing and their, you know, journeys. I mean, she's 21 for God's sake. And so there's this, when they get on this show, there's this like, oh, she's insecure. Oh, she's not a star. Oh, she can't do this. It's like, she's fucking 21. Like, what do you, like, you can't expect her to be this like self-aware 32 year old who understands what happened to them literally like four or five years ago. Right, like she hasn't even gone through the corridor, girl. She hasn't gone through the Saturday no. return. I don't, uh-uh. I, I just, not, you know, I just think that that makes a big difference. The 27 to 32, the core, if you don't go through the corridor, like give people a break. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got to give her a break. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and not to say that she's not a star and that she's not fabulous. It's just, it's interesting when RuPaul is kind of going in on her or when they're critiquing her, it's like, all right. Come on. <laughs> yeah. She's figuring it out. She's yeah. Fi- yeah. Yeah. Give her a break. I mean, you know, listen, I think she was in the bottom this week. I think that was a fair decision. But yeah, let's. Anyway, we'll get to that. There's always room for jello. Everybody likes puppets, and we could all use a little therapy. And while they can't help you with the jello or the puppets, our sponsor this week, BetterHelp, can definitely help you find a therapist. Just like Jell-O, therapy is one of the best forms of self-care you can give yourself. But unlike puppets, a therapist isn't just a sock with googly eyes glued to it. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Whichever option works for you, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. 
BetterHelp was actually my first experience doing online therapy, and I definitely didn't miss the commute or sitting in the waiting room trying to avoid eye contact with other people. To say nothing of the inevitable basket of dirty old magazines. With BetterHelp, I sat down at our scheduled time, switched on my camera, and bada bing, bada boom, my session started within minutes. 10 out of 10, would do it again. So give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. And because this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, Marys get 10% off their first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash allrightmary. All right, Mary. They kept it light in Social Justice Corner because Social Justice Corner went on to the main stage. Um, right. But Lady, At- Lady Attenborough describing the drag queens in the wild. This is brilliant. This was it so was great. good. I was like, where where are we not seeing Lady Camden? She's great. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I do also want to just acknowledge uh, Willow Pill, quintessential creative writing teacher, saying, I feel no need to bark. Like, she does not mm. yell at her class. She just sits there and goes, I feel no need to bark. Mm-hmm. When you're yeah, ready, I'll you'll let me know. I'll wait. <laughs> right. Yeah, because I only need to be here. And it's so, your education. It's yeah. your class. I get yeah. paid either way, honey. So I... Uh, you I you just, want you want that stuff to come out of the kiln? It's all on you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I. you can find the gloves. I think you know yeah. where the gloves are. Uh, right. Jasmine, do you know where the gloves are? Do you want to show her? Yeah, apparently no one <laughs> wants to listen, so I don't know why I'm going to bother telling them. <laughs> That's definitely no what they say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jasmine, you want to tell them? Because yeah. I've told them three times, and I know you heard me, because yeah. you were looking at me. Right. Seems <laughs> I fall on deaf ears, but... Uh, Oh, you know what Willow would do? That 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 our teacher, she would, she would go around the room thanking the people that were looking at her and were ready to go. Oh, mm-hmm. Jasmine, thank you so much. Oh, Deja, thank you. thank you so much. Yeah. Oh my God, how fabulous, Lady Campton. Thank you. She would be thanking them, and then like, she would be tying up Je- George's apron while saying, and, and like not even asking, like, oh here, let me help you with that. Like <laughs> she would just kind of encourage the girls who are ready. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. But also encourage those that aren't ready to get the validation, you know, instead of being like, you're not ready, you're not ready. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Um, We have, uh, is it the runway? No, it's not the runway. It's the the challenge. The challenge first. You know, I just, just kind of an overview. I think this challenge is actually very tricky and very like, this is a hard balance because I feel like what they basically have to do is they have to perform this authentic, organic conversation, mm-hmm. you know, but make it fashion, but make it a challenge. And it's like they're doing an actual panel discussion, except they're not because they're not at DragCon, except they are because it's being televised. You know what I mean? And they rehearsed it. Yeah. So it's also been planned and they just, they've, they've kind of, I mean, and certainly if you're doing a panel, you're going to prepare what you're going to say anyway, but it's, it's a performance of an organic conversation you know uh Uh, and i just and i feel like and the purpose is not the purpose is primarily to win a challenge and secondarily to like say something meaningful you know what i mean whereas if they were actually at DragCon, there's no challenge to win so i feel like that lens made this such a mind fuck because it's like well what am i supposed to be trying to do right now you know so uh, two thoughts came to mind is, first of all, these to- this topic in particular, men's is, felt more like The View rather than the last time we did a drag panel challenge when it was 
how to do hair and yeah. to, you know, to proportionize and all of that. Like that I feel like is more that you could do demos. There's more like parts to it. Whereas this was a like a, a group discussion about a topic. And granted, yeah, that could be a panel discussion, but you would have like one question and then go to one queen and it would it'd be more long answers. Yeah, I, I had the same thought that like, oh, when we did this before, it was all like applicable to like drag and whatnot, whereas this is more of like, it almost felt like they were doing a variation of like um, Jada Pinkett Smith's Red Table Talk, but now with <laughs> DragCon coming back, they had to tie it into DragCon somehow so they could mm. promote it. But mm. really it was like, you know, Pink Table Talk, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I that's what this seemed like. And the DragCon thing was just kind of a little shoehorned in. Yeah, it seemed it just was merely nuanced that they were at DragCon. Yeah, it didn't matter. Uh, we actually didn't necessarily need a moderator. I don't see this panel actually happening at DragCon, right? Like, it, I guess it's kind of an interesting idea of like, hey, we're going to have like these four drag queens talk about their relationships with their fathers. But like, it doesn't seem to fit in with like the Rosie Cruz, you know? No, I, yeah, to, to do this topic in front of... 500 people doesn't seem appropriate. You know, that being said, if the whole thing was relensed as like, you know, pink table talk or whatever, then I think this is a really cool challenge. I, I, I think even though it was not all about like proportionizing and the, the disaster of putting on, you know, eyelashes and lipstick and a wig at the same time, I, I feel like this was a, I guess in the context of this season was like another really surprising choice and a surprisingly mature choice, especially after sixties girl groups of like, here, let's have people talk about serious topics. Yeah. Yeah. And to find the balance of making jokes. And I think that was that to me, that's what RuPaul was looking for. How do you keep it light when having these kind of heavy discussions? And I was surprised that how heavy it still was and like was yeah. edited to be heavy. Like they leaned into it and put the music in and all that. I would mm. like, I think, you know, the, the drag con panel from season 10 or season 11 or whatever season 10, um, that one I felt like was all just fun and it was all just meant to be kind of funny and light. And you know, this was just, uh, yeah, it was just a lot. It was like a lot heavier on purpose. It was weird. To watch it in a bar because it was so much about um, not looks, right, or, or right. funny. Like, it, you know what I mean? A challenge that gets kind of heavy is interesting in a bar. Um, but I did appreciate that first group. If we could just kind of, I don't know, talk yeah. generally about the, the two of them. The first group felt, I don't know, it, I just thought Deja did great. The whole panel was really fine. It flowed. It had some laughs, especially Willow. Um, and, but at the same time, it wasn't very memorable. It wasn't that funny. It felt kind of middle of the road fine. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that this maybe had less peaks and valleys or maybe just less peaks. But I. It, but overall, it's kind of like if it was if it was a if it was a road there's less hills in the road, but it was also a smoother asphalt. Whereas I felt like the second te team had more curves and swerves and hills in the road, but there were also some like cracks and potholes. Oh, I just thought Bosco was fucking funny and her team was fucking awful. Bosco was so good. And I don't know, it's hard to say if she should be held accountable for moderating a group of panelists who didn't do that well. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So this might this is maybe an unpopular opinion, but I didn't love Bosco in this challenge. Really? I know. And I feel like here's my thoughts on it. So first of all, I first of all, I get what Bosco is doing. And I think Bosco is the right idea in, you know, the, the idea is to make RuPaul laugh and like what kind of jokes and references are going to make RuPaul laugh. And I just think that if you're going to make an electric boogaloo reference, it's break into electric boogaloo. It's not it's not boogaloo too. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. you're, you're doing the order wrong. So if you're going to make the electric boogaloo reference, make it correctly. And I know that that's the smaller one. That's, that's not really that important, but that's did stick in my craw of like, come on. We all know that the, the joke is blank to electric boogaloo. That's the, that's the joke template. The thing that really sticks out to me is that I think comparing to Willow in the first season, the first season, first team, I think Willow was, in, was like stole the, stole the show from her team. I think Deja was a really great moderator, but Willow had the perfect balance of funny and meaningful and casual. And it was, and I never felt like she was going on too long or whatever. She was great. And her delivery, like, you know, the jokes, like, you know, talking about how she has, you know, this issue with her hands. So she gives really bad hand jobs. Like all of her delivery was so smooth. And it was like, she was writing the jokes in pencil. And then I feel like in comparison, sometimes it feels like Bosco's writing the jokes in marker. Like mm. she, Bosco kind of like, sometimes it, like she's just punching, she's punching the punchline a little too hard for me sometimes. And I don't think she has to like lean in so hard for me to get the joke. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of what's standing out for me. I I, I hear you. Uh, I don't know if I, I agree that, the the punches were too punchy. I I thought her delivery was great. I thought it was very very funny. I thought her segues were brilliant. I think for me, there's a world where the moderator needs to yes set a tone, but also not outshine the panelists. The better moderator lets the panelists shine. And so, saying that, Deja let Willow and her panel shine, whereas Bosco kind of stole the show. And maybe she shouldn't have. I mean, I, and that kind of comes back to this idea that really this challenge and no surprise, you know, the, the, the ones who were kind of considered the top two were the moderators because much like the Dragula challenge, it really just comes down to this is really the moderators challenge. Uh-huh. They're doing yeah. most of the work and like it'll usually net out that they'll have the most opportunities to either shine and win or fail. Yeah, and the lead so, singer. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. And so I feel like Deja... Yeah, Deja was the better moderator, and I didn't feel like she had. I didn't feel like she was muted. I just felt like she was sharing the space, and, mm. and maybe what this is is that she was trusting her teammates more to catch the volleyballs. Where I don't think Bosco could trust her teammates, you know. So I feel like it's like okay, well then I better kind of make sure I can run from each side of the net to catch the ball. Yeah, uh, Bosco. Bosco was so good. I don't know if I could really blame her for being so good because at the end of the day, like she, she, if, if Jasmine and Daya were a little bit better, right. Would we still be having this conversation? Um, so at the end of the day, it also is how though those girls performed on Bosco's team and it isn't all Bosco's fault. So I see both sides of it. And again, like I got to say, I was writing down, and I'm not going to list them all now, but Bosco's jokes, it was like laugh after laugh after laugh and brilliant segue, you know? So do you – because I didn't feel like Dio was that weak. I thought this was really down to Georges and uh, Jasmine, and I felt like Dio 
Dia can catch the volleyball. I I didn't think Dia was a weak part of this team. Dia wasn't a, uh, the weakest, but I don't think that uh, Dia was second to Bosco on this team by a lot. I don't think that I got much warmth or like I don't know connection with what Dia was saying. Does that make sense? And I yeah, also felt like yeah. her what she was wearing was her runway look. <laughs> Well, right. I know. Well, I. I mean, I thought there was another one on the panel. I also felt like Deja was wearing an alternate alternate option mm. for the runway as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. I think that kind of comparing to the first team again, I got more warmth. I got more humanity from the first team, even if there weren't as many like, you know, jokes and moments. But like, yeah. so yeah, I don't think I got as much like warmth from Daya. But I think in comparison, when you've got Georges going. Bitch, if you're toxic, if if and masculine, if you're toxic and masculine, meet me in the parking lot. It was like, oh, I know you practiced that line so many times and it didn't happen. Oh, and oh. I feel bad well-cum. for you. Well, it was her well Yeah, but there was just things like that where it was like, well, in comparison to that, I think Dio was just fine. Yeah, no, Dio was fine. I have to say, the second group to me was more entertaining, uh, for for Bosco reasons, uh, but also for RuPaul's face. Responding to Jasmine saying how she's into gamers. Oh, I didn't see the face. I oh agreed with Jasmine cu- on the gamer idea. Well, yeah, but then it cut to RuPaul, and RuPaul, it was like dead eyes. It was like she was thinking, what the fuck is she still doing here? Yeah. And then, but I guess I'll save her anyway because it's fun to smack her around for another week. <laughs> oh Let's see how God. she embarrasses herself on Snatch Game next week. <laughs> It's just cruel. Yeah. It's cruel. She has her number. The other thing that I thought was very entertaining that a lot of uh, people on Instagram, um, All Right Mary Pod, by the way, uh, reached out to us about was Georgia serving <laughs> Dunice <laughs> from SNL. With a Christian oh, character. yes. Yes. The hairline. It was very. Uh... No, the hands, Mary. The hands. The small hands. Well, I mean, she also had Junice's hairline. Okay, she, you're, right, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I mean, I know she has got the hands as well. But yes, I, uh, I that's where I saw the most Junice from the Finger Lakes. Yeah, yeah, very, very uh, uh, by accident. Also, mm-hmm. it was, ooh, it was very. And is that bad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mary. Exactly. Um, uh, uh, I, I, yeah. No, Bosco. Oh God, she just came so prepared. Maybe she's born with it, or maybe she's born for this. It's Georges. Uh, I. Yeah. That one I, was really I, smart. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm, building yeah. a man, building a bear. I. I mean, she, it was very good. There was one moment I think when she made the build. This I'm being very nit, nitpicky, but it is what it is. I, Bosco is a way better drag queen and moderator than I'll ever be. So. But there was a moment when she made the Build-A-Bear joke. Here's the thing. I know that Bosco is like basically I, – I could feel that Bosco was keeping an ear on RuPaul to see if she was getting laughs. Okay. And I think when somebody does that, it can make them feel a little like – it can make them feel less like they're doing the jokes and more like they're – it can telegraph the joke. I don't know. I can't mm. explain it. But there was just a sense of like, why don't you just make the joke and not worry if RuPaul laughs? You know, there was like yeah. this quick glance to RuPaul when she made that joke where I was like, don't do that. Just make it. Just make the joke, girl. <laughs> don't do that. Just don't make do it. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have so much to say about how gay people talk about men 
Uh, and we'll save that for nuance. I, yeah. I, it oh, fascinates yeah. There's, me. There's a I lot. Talk about in it for here. hours. Yeah. 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 There's a lot in here. I thought let's just let's save this for nuance. But um, uh, but we have a shoulder pads runway to talk. We about, do. So. Yeah. Not to be not to overshadow. Indeed, Jasmine looking like Margaret Thatcher doing magic. Oh my God, that panel look was. No, I mean, I not. It was not the right look. Hmm. Uh, well, a right look was certainly Deja Sky, who, for me, really got the brief. Really, absolutely, just leaned in. Marge Simpson's Chanel dress, but you know, proportionalized, yeah, but worn by Homer. Yeah, I, mm. I loved. I mean, yeah, and like this, the enormous shoulders. It was so smart. I really thought this would have put her over the edge. Because um, I mean, what did you think of Bosco's look? Oh, I, well, I loved all of the references. Yeah, I was getting Jubilee from X-Men. I was getting Neutrinos from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, mm-hmm. And then she just kept listing. She like the Blade Runner, Dragon Ball Z, Dick Tracy, Morton Salt Girl, which I just loved. And then the Power Rangers. But she didn't say Jubilee. Uh, I was shocked. That's yeah. the first one I got was Jubilee. Yeah. 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 I, I want to just also talk about a reference. Willow Pill, I, I, I was expecting her to to make the reference it was the cynthia doll from rugrats meets angelica's mother yeah oh wow that's exactly what it was i that's yeah that's a miss yeah yeah like uh, i know willow was you know being all lofty and whatever about all of the look and granted there was nothing shoulder patty in a drag way about it no which was just disappointing but it was still a great look yeah uh you know just to uh, uh, just a tiny tiptoe back to Bosco and RuPaul trying to make this Dale Bazio reference happen. Oh, yeah. I'll say that Dale Bazio is the singer from Missing Persons. But anyway, I looked it up because I didn't know who she was. And Google had to help me spell it because I learned from reading. So, uh, yes, Bosco does look a lot like Dale Bazio. But I also saw like a mugshot from a recent Dale Bazio that she does not look like. So, oh. uh <laughs> Anyway, I just need to. We have that. to talk about Daya and the smeared lipstick, combat boots movement that she did at the end of the she runway. She did, did it. it. She's been listening. She did it for us. She did it for us. She was rooting for us. She was rooting for us. Yeah. Yeah, that felt good. It felt good. I mean, I, you know, I agree with Carson. I felt like the shape of the look was very, I think he was right. There was a columnar kind of, it, it all went in one. There were no, there were no, you know. <laughs> It was Columnar, you know? Oh, God. He's with Columbo. Uh, but it was, uh, yeah, whatever. Combat boots, smeared lipstick. Uh, I got to say this. I, I love the girl. I am done with Georges not getting the assignment and trying yeah, to cover it up by giving us Selena moves. You can't no, keep doing that. And, saying, and I'm giving a little Selena for the fourth time. And, like, listen, I love Selena. Beady, beady. But, like, pizza. Where are your fucking shoulders? Where's your chaps? Where's your shoulder pads? What's going on? It's very interesting. I, they did call her out, finally. Which they was, did, Which yeah. was good. No, it was good. The, I thought you were going to say something else, and I'm going to get, God, I'm going to get eviscerated for this. But As you do, always. I, yeah. I love Angeria, and I love this look, and I'm done with houndstooth looks. 
Yeah, I it I didn't I didn't gasp. You know, this is here's a here's a dumb critique of a queen who can really do no wrong in my book. But as I you know, what do I know about fashion? But I thought it was interesting that the inside of that little like cape part wasn't lined; that it was just white. You know, my friend Jeremy said that uh, while we were watching it. Yes, it should okay. be lined, and it wasn't. Right? So it was a little distracting. you're right, Mary. Yeah, yeah. But granted, she looked phenomenal in this. Do not get me wrong. Do not send me letters. Uh, but I am. I just feel like houndstooth, like full houndstooth looks. Even though she had the gown and the whole pantsuit and the cape and whatever, I okay. We saw how many weeks of it on Bob the Drag Queen. It's done. Well, that's what happened. Yeah, Bob. You know, uh, <laughs> Bob bobbed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's got all the hound's teeth. Yeah, <laughs> it was like he was proving a point to Monet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just. Drilling it into the ground. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Sponges, girl? What are you going to wear? <laughs> Soak what up. I I have to say, I love Jasmine with black hair. I thought that was a, you know, uh, she was serving mean mug. But I liked it. I thought it was at least it, it didn't look as much like Alyssa Edwards. Oh, absolutely. It just looked like Laganja Strangia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So at least she's keeping it in the family, which felt good. Uh, that, you know, I don't know. I thought the hair and the makeup was just way too dark. Um, oh. the black lipstick and everything. I, yeah, it was too much. Oh, I was, it was a nice, it was a nice change, but anyway, none of it matters. I mean, you know, I got blessed, you know, Camden with her little, you know, uh, her little wooden soldier, but none of these other runways matter because Deja's guy won this runway and like, mm. that's, and, and I appreciate that RuPaul at least it, it, you know, uh, galled her to say this, but like. You know, when RuPaul says, when we had a shoulder pad storyline, this is uh, what I expected. And yeah, I just feel like Superintendent Charles is begrudgingly telling Principal Sky that she's doing a good job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like, so I guess I guess this is good. I guess you did a good job. Keep it up, so, Asia. You know how in the UK when... RuPaul kept telling Christopher Sace that he was born to do drag or she was born to do drag. Mm-hmm. RuPaul telling Willow, you've truly transcended the darkness and that's when it becomes a blast. You become more and more fierce every time you come out here is also something you say to the winner of a season. And I, I know that Angeria is doing really well and I know that there's like buzz around Bosco. But th- I mean, to say that to Willow is a huge statement. I agree. I think the converse of that is that when RuPaul, and I can't believe it's, you know, for the queen, he can't stop saving. But with George's, when RuPaul says, like, when you figure out how mm-hmm. to, like, take this performance energy and put it into everything else you do, you will rule the world. But it's the yes. when, and that's not going to happen in this competition. Correct. Yeah, it's the when. And, you know, I got to say, I think that's true. I do believe that. I, th- I mean, George's is a force, Mary, a force. It certainly, when we get to this lip sync, I, I, I can agree. Um, yeah, and RuPaul is really just so fixated on this. Like, you do you. You just, I mean, you know, uh, he just, he loves this thing. And, and when he says to George, it's like, you know, you get to an age where you just don't care, George. It's very um, Gia Gunn as as uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, yes, yes. I don't know, how you girls wear these things? Walking these things. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I, I feel like, uh, there is something very exciting about Georgia's, but it is so abundantly clear that it's, you know, she's a queen of all seasons, but just not this one, you know? Yes. Yes. Uh, I think we'll push this to nuance just to kind of keep the conversation going, but I do want to talk about RuPaul calling it all out 
when she's talking to Jasmine about, you know, when you're about to say something versus just saying it. Uh, oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, that idea of like thinking you have to come across a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 we can save that. Yeah, uh, save that. And yeah. uh, Fistful of Lotion. Uh, well, Mary. it's back. Hat yeah. tip, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, RuPaul loves that Fistful of Lotion. And Jurgens is just like, don't you dare. Don't you yeah. dare. Don't say it, Ru. Try yeah. that shit with Avino. Not over here at Jurgens Corporation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're a Christian lady. Yeah, you want to you squirt some Cetaphil in your palm and go to town? I don't care. Oh, my God. You call it Cetaphil? Oh, yeah, because I learned from reading, girl. <laughs> And it sounds good that way. Uh, what do you call it? De- Cetaphil? The gag of Deja not she winning this challenge, Mary. The gag. Um, were you su- were you surprised? Were you shocked? I'll answer if you tell me how you pronounce Cetaphil. Cetaphil. Thank you. Uh, I was shocked. I think that Deja should have won. And I think at this point, they've got the, the, the wins spread across six queens. And Angie's the only one with a, with two wins. Mm. So it's like, we kind of know where this is going. So let's just make, let's just even it up. And now we've got two queens with two wins. I don't like it, but that's why I think it happened. Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I know Bosco made her laugh and she was very, very funny. I thought that she'd get points off for the runway. And it that's just what goes I thought. to show you. Yeah. The runway just doesn't count. It just doesn't yeah. count. Deja's that's- runway was perfect. It was so perfect, and Deja did so well in the challenge that I'm kind of going Drag Race Thailand style with the points. I'm like, she did great in the challenge. She did amazing on the runway. Mm. I don't know. Um, Well, you know, uh, this all brings us to apparently the lip sync we've all been waiting for, and I would love to hear your thoughts on these two kids doing a lip sync to Etta James. This should have been more epic, but the song demanded something different. And I'm really curious why the production didn't give us a Brooklyn Heights Evie Oddly moment where mm-hmm. it was like two kind of dance titans coming together. And instead we got a lip sync that demanded a little bit more character and a little bit more uh, Akira strut walk. If I can mm-hmm. make that mm-hmm. reference mm-hmm. that I just I know loved. exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, I love this song. I fucking love this song. Something's got a hold on me. This song is so good. And for those that love the, the movie Burlesque, it's featured in that with Christina Aguilera. But this song is so good. I, I liked this lip sync. I thought they both did great. I feel like people are like, oh, she ate it and she should have won. And oh, this was so I'm just like, yeah, this was underwhelming. I'm very much diabetic in next episode of like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't everything that it should have been. If I have to hear one more person use the expression she ate when she didn't take a fucking bite. I'm going on a hunger strike. I just so I I agree. I think that the to have these two queens and then have it be a song that like, I don't know, there may have been other people who did a, a more connected performance. You know, Latrice Royale, you got to know where this music is coming from. Uh-huh. I don't know if these girls have never heard the name Etta James before and they probably thought, oh, I love him. And so I just think there is that. <laughs> I have to, I just want to give credit to George's strut walk. 
George's strut walk was correct. Like, yes, do that energy. It's just George's didn't bring any more past that in the face that Jasmine, I think, was like bringing in the face. Yeah, they both definitely brought a lot. I think maybe, I mean, here's the thing. This is another week in which no one has gone home. I, I, my, a little surprised and I'm wondering what that means, whether this is just a long season or there's a double elimination coming, which I doubt. But Oh, I, I think there has to be a double elimination. I mean, at this point, right? Like, I mean, they sent someone home when Cornbread went home. They saved Corn- two queens. Oh, oh, see, I mean. And corn- And then they, you know, no one went home with what's what's her snakes. Uh, It happened before. That was a a year ago. I don't know. Uh, That was last month, girl. My brain just does a little reset each month. So, you know, uh, I have that men in black pen. So that's lovely. It's a nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I'll tell you, it does a couple things. But I think, yeah, that like at at, at some point you're going to have to send two of these ladies home. Yeah, and it'll be epic. Uh, I feel like they're spreading out the save episodes. uh, The save episodes. uh, Maybe that's a typo here. They're spreading out these, yeah, these like double save episodes instead of uploading them all early like last season, right? Because people were like, oh, nobody's gone home yet and it's episode five. Uh Now it's like, yeah, we're still going to have 20 episodes because we want to make a lot of fucking money. So we're just going to extend the season, but we're going to just like sprinkle those episodes in. It's a good point when you think about the fact that season 13 didn't send someone home until week five, that like this is probably going to be the same number of episodes. So this makes that it makes a lot of sense that we're going to see a lot of this. You know, I I think that I do want to I want to toss a rose to Lady Camden in the safe zone. She she was giving safe zone joy. Her lip syncing, her dancing along was so cute. And I just wanted Mm. to give that to her. And I also, I think when Jasmine and George just had that little lip sync duet moment, that little whoa Oh, that thing, was great, too. Was that was amazing. Great too. Yes, that was, yes. I was like, wow, this is, this is good stuff, you know? Yeah. It's almost like they knew both of them were being saved. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great but moment. Ja- I love when that happens. Yeah. Jasmine was still gooped and betriveled. And, uh, oh. and we, we luckily have eight queens for Snatch Game next week. Isn't that nice? Isn't that special? <laughs> Yeah, I miss the chocolate horn. You know, I want more. Uh, I, I, I want more of it, and we're not getting it. I I'm disappointed. I miss the horn, and I miss the build up saw music. Like I also miss that. I miss the drama of like, yes. you know, I miss the like, oh, there's Leatherface. He's here, kind of moment. You know, like that's yeah, that's what it feels like. And so I'm a little bummed, but um, we know that there's gonna be at least one more sort of nobody goes home episode because right. the chocolate bar is going to come into play. Yeah. Right. So this is going to happen again. Yeah. This is going to happen again, but there's going to be a way more drama and the bars are going to go insane. If you're watching this in a bar, yeah. the chocolate bars, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the TV magic and I, and as much as we like to talk about how the sausage is made, I'm fine to not quite know how they are quite coordinating and manufacturing this so that it will be Angeria opening the chocolate bar and it's and it's gold. You know what I mean? Like or whoever. Yeah. That it's gonna be someone where like this fucking gag is yeah. A, it will go on throughout most of the season and it will save a queen where we're all like, Yes, we're all Chad mm. Michaels and All Stars One, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
So RuPaul, like your chocolate bars, you're completely nuts. Uh, where is Maida Gillespie when you need her? Seriously, bum bum bum. Uh, Mary, let's move Untucked. There were some great moments in Untucked to talk about. We'll move that to nuance. Uh, but huge shout out, huge shout out to Angie's parents. Oh, and Angie's reaction. I mean, there's the super uh, cut of like Queens, like you know, because I'm thinking of Akira when she jumps away crying when her mom and her and her grandma come on. Still probably my favorite. And you know what? She does that in a black and white dress. So there's something uh-huh. about queens and black and white dresses from the South getting messages from their families that just gives you a great reaction. Yeah, they're like, oh, here, let's do the let's do the, the, the parent message now. She's in black and white. She's in black yeah. and white. She's going to lose it. She's going to lose her shit. <laughs> I love it. Well, Marys, we're going to leave it there. If you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us at All Right Mary Pod on Instagram, or you can email us at All Right Mary Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. And if you want, I am on Instagram at Johnny also. And you can hear more of me and my other two podcasts, whether they be In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. And you can find me on Instagram at Drucker underscore. And, of course, you can get more of both of us, including the often aforementioned Nuance, the All Right Mary After Show, where we're going to be going into even more about this episode from Season 14, and even a little chit-chat about UK versus the world. Uh, and if you want access to even more than that, like discussions on Season 3, Season 8, Project Runway, Next Top Model. Uh, casual sex. Casual sex. That got a lot of positive feedback for the Only Marys. All of that and more is available at patreon.com slash allrightmary. All right, Mary, for this week's Last Chance Lip Sync, in honor of the 60s just being a wonderful time for music, especially female vocalists, uh, there's a song that came out, oh, I don't know, six years later by one Aretha Franklin called Since You've Been Gone. And no, this is not the original version of a Kelly Clarkson song. This is a completely different song with the same name. I think it's Aretha Franklin's best song, um, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, and then Rocksteady being the second, uh, if you're curious. Um, but this is Since You Be Gone. I think that this would be a great lip sync in a bar uh, to start a show, uh, to start a show after being away for a while, um, maybe spliced in with some other, you know, Tearful goodbye speeches. Who knows? But this is Aretha Franklin since you've been gone. Well, I'll just say this before we go. Just a little Easter egg for anybody. If you Google Aretha Franklin camcorder, you'll be surprised how many image results come up of Aretha Franklin with a camcorder. I'm not joking. I'm not joking, bitch. I love it. Yeah. Well, uh, Mary, let's... uh... All right. Now let the music play. Cutscenes. Bye.